Hello! Welcome to this episode of the Lafrisian Chronicles Song of Shadows. This is Zach Tuttle Rob, the voice of Gregor, and I'm here to share a really exciting announcement with you. We are officially crowdfunding for the third and final season of the Lafrisian Chronicles. This story and this world mean so much to us, and we want to deliver the epic conclusion to this story for you, our loyal listeners, while also paying our cast and crew what they deserve for their hard work. Season 3 will only happen if we are able to fund the campaign, so please consider backing our show and helping us bring the Lafrisian Chronicles back for one last season. You can find our crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo titled The Lafrisian Chronicles Season 3, or you can follow the link in the description. Thank you, and now here's your regularly scheduled episode of the Lofrisian Chronicles Song of Shadows. The show contains swearing, allusions to sexual themes, as well as themes of violence. Alright team, we're in messenger territory. They fly over us any seconds, so be prepared to fight. Can we turn invisible? Like when we broke into Chuck E. Cheese? Wow, that's a sentence I never thought I'd say. We can't cover an entire ship with our shields. Plus, they'd still be able to see us. These messengers aren't fake. What makes you say that? I ran into some in the jungle and my shield... <laughs> It worked. They didn't see me. That doesn't make sense. If they're not Fae, then what are they? And then how do they have a legendary Fae if they're not Fae? That's a great revelation, Ellie. But even if we all shield, there's still the matter of the ship. I can do it. Do what? Shield the ship. (laughs) That's impossible. Maybe for you. You, uh, think you got enough power for that jailbreak? Yes, I do. Then by all means, show us. All right, I will. Excuse me. Orly walked confidently to the front of the ship where she had just stood with Kaylin a few moments earlier. She turned and looked back at the ship. Her eyes darted around, studying every inch of it, memorizing the wood, discovering its shape. She outlined it in her mind creating the silhouette of it. She won't be able to do it. You don't know, Ellie. No one has ever been able to shield something of this size before. That's because they weren't hurt. Once she was satisfied with the ship's outline, Orly began erasing, taking extra care and time to ensure every last bit was removed. Hey, 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 it's it's working! Oh my god! The ship is disappearing! This is so freaky! How do you know? She's human. You brought a human here? You can't see the ship at all? No, no, I can't. It's gone. It's completely gone. (laughs) Well, damn. Jailbreak, you really are legendary. Kaelin closed the distance between himself and Orly 
and leaned in to speak softly to her. You're gonna have to tell me what happened under the water. I will. I promise. Now... Everyone! You need to shield. We're all standing in the middle of the air right now, and... Leslie, come here. I have to shield you, too. Um, I... I can't see where I'm walking. Here, I'll guide you. Nyx took Leslie's arm and led her to where Orly stood. Are you sure this isn't too much for you? You know, you, me, and the ship? I've got this. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you do. Confidence looks good on you. It feels good, too. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Make me invisible, okay? <laughs> Stand still. Uh, slight problem. What is it? That. Orly pointed toward the dark blocker, hanging around Leslie's chest. Oh. I, I can't shield you with it. Right. Uh, okay. I, I know it makes you feel safer with it. I, I know, I know. I, I can't have it on if I want to be shielded. I'm sorry. <sighs> it's okay. Leslie removed the blocker from around her neck and gently rubbed her thumb over it before reluctantly tossing it into the water. With a nod, Orly continued her work. The crew members slowly brought up their own shields, and within minutes, they were entirely invisible. You can still see everyone and everything, right? Yeah, Faye can see through shields. Then you have... No idea how weird this is for me. I'm literally standing here alone in the middle of the sky talking to air. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't be. This is the adventure of a lifetime, Ellie. Well, let's hope it's not our last. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> Yo, jailbreak! <laughs> Are you going to call me that forever? Um... Yeah. Anyway, come here. I'll be back, Leslie. Uh, don't walk too far or you might fall off the ship. Oh, good. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm just gonna sit right here. Yeah, this is good. We'll be there soon. Leslie and Nix found a seat on the deck and Orly made her way to Kai. What did you need? Yeah, I, uh... I just wanted to say thank you. What for? I know you all have a personal stake in this and you want to rescue the missing Lafrisians and yeah, 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 but you're also agreeing to help us get our song back. And well, that really means a lot to me. And I know it means a lot to them too. And I'd be lying if I said it wasn't really cool to meet Kaylin. You brought him here. You're the whole reason I get to meet him. You don't have to thank me. We want to help. I know I don't have to. I wanted to. You're welcome, Kai. Now, let's go kick some messenger ass, shall we? If we must. Orly smiled at Kai, and then returned to the spot just at the front of the ship, draped her arms over the railing, and watched as Hull neared closer. What happened down there orally? Where did... 
all this come from? Kaylin gestured broadly at the ship. <laughs> it came from me. I've always had it, you know, I've always been a legendary fae. I just never really understood it or believed any of it. But you do now. They told me to. They? My parents. What do you mean? I was gone, Halen. For a moment there, I, I was gone. And I saw them. Well, they say hi, by the way. You were? They told me I had to choose. I could stay with them, be safe. No more fighting, no more running. But no more living. Or I could come back and be the legendary Fae that I am meant to be. Well, I, for one, am eternally thankful you made the choice you did. When I thought I lost you. I know, Kaylin. Me too. Orly gripped his hand in hers and smiled softly at him. Don't do that again. <laughs> Which one? Drop the dagger that's supposed to save my life or drown? Because honestly, I don't plan on doing either one of those again anytime soon. Tell me to leave you. I can't do that. You couldn't come after me. I could have. I should have. You're too important to Lafresia. And you're too important to me. I'm here. We're here. It's okay. I've got a lot of plans for us, you know? You can't ask me to give up on those. I look forward to each and every one. Hey! Quiet! Messengers above. An eerie silence fell over the crew as the flapping of large wings echoed in the distance. You better be right about this sheep. She is. They stood looking to the clouded sky, the shadows of at least four large figures flying just above the thick layer of smoke. And then they dove, breaking through the layer of clouds and preparing for landing on their island, where the familiar pale-skinned figures, their white bodies had sprouted massive skeletal wings. Their mirror-shrouded eyes surveyed the ocean below. Orly felt her companions tense as they looked over them, waiting for the sign that trusting her was not a mistake. He looked right at us. You were right. Of course she was. Ellie, you are the coolest fairy I know. Oh, thank you, Dom. We're safe. For now. So I, I've never fought before, physically. I mean, I can pack a mean verbal punch, but I don't think a solid closing statement is gonna do much here. What am I supposed to do? Hopefully you won't have to, but just to make sure you can protect yourself, we do have plenty of daggers, even after the one we lost in the ocean. Yeah, sorry about that. Here, Leslie, take this one. It was my first one. Thanks. Fingers crossed I don't have to use it. Alright, enough chattering. We're just about there. There's a small alcove ahead where we can probably stash the ship unseen, and we'll head in on foot from there. We'll travel together as far as we can. 
Our priorities are to liberate the kidnapped Lafrisians and to free the song by any means necessary. If you can, get the song first. Our siren allies are at full power. It will only make it easier for us to save the others. And what about the messengers? They won't stop coming after us. I don't want death or destruction. That's all they are. If there's a way to solve this peacefully, then that is what we'll do. What if there isn't? We do what we have to in order to protect our worlds. Spoken like a true royal. Oh my god, Caitlin, uh, you're the king. You you should do this. Uh, uh, everyone, listen to him. <clears throat> All right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> what she said. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't be. Don't ever apologize for being who you are. Prepare yourselves. Kai carefully maneuvered the ship into a small alcove between the sharp, jagged rocks. The smoke hung low, and the rocks offered enough cover that even without Orly's shield, someone would have to be looking for the ship to find it. It was a good place. Slowly and carefully, the crew disembarked and gathered on the cliffside. Orly took this time to study Hull. It seemed small as they approached, but standing on its shores, she felt its immensity, as if it went on and on forever. What is it? I have a weird feeling. <laughs> Me too. Uh, let's go home. What are you feeling? Like there's more to this island than meets the eye. As they climbed the cliffside and arrived at the rocky plateau of the island, their eyes explored. The rough charcoal terrain expanded out as far as the eye could see. There were no villages. There were no shops. No trees. No Uruguay. There's nothing here. Did you hear that? How can there be nothing? We just saw messengers fly here. Wait. Shh. You guys, I think... Where the hell did they go? Hell is exactly right. Spinning around quickly, Orly noticed one of the pale figures she saw flying earlier, hovering above the ground near them. I cannot see you, but I can hear you. I can smell you. Where are the missing Lefrisians? Would you like me to show you? Yes, I would. Ellie! I will need you and your friends to show yourselves. Trust me, and I will trust you. Show us first. How many of you are there? Four? Ten? I thought you could smell us. I can. Well, then you tell me how many of us there are. A game? Mm, I like games. I smell a siren, a Frisian, a smell I'm much attuned to by now, and, oh, is that a human? What is your guess? There are four of you. The crew members relaxed and smiled at each other. This was good. The majority of them could remain hidden. Wrong. Dominic and Shelby shot her a confused look. Six. There are six of us. The guard, plus Leslie. Orly wished she could keep her out of this, but they smelled her. There was nothing she could do. Show! Mm, Show! Orly dropped her shield, and with hers, Leslie's dropped. 
Kaylin, Nix, Dominic, Shelby. It's okay. Nodding, the guard dropped their shields and revealed themselves to the figure. Kai, Avery, Aaron, and the keepers remained quiet and still, and entirely shielded from view. Their eyes trained on the figure. Six little trespassers. What, oh what, will we do with you? We trusted you. Now show us where the other Lafrisians are. So impatient and so afraid. You'll see your Lafrisians in time. Come. The figure's large skeletal wings flapped as it traveled inland. After sharing a knowing look with Kai, Orly, Leslie, and the guard followed after. The keepers stood in their place. They would watch to see where they went, then follow in their own time. The figure led the guard across the barren expanse of dry, cracked ground. Where are you taking us? Where you want to go. There's nothing out here. Uh, of course there's not. Where we're going is not out here. Then where is it? It's down. The figure flew slightly higher in the air and gestured out ahead of the group. Orly could barely see it from where she was, but as they approached, the top of a large staircase came into view. The staircase led down into the dry earth. As they arrived at the edge of the stairs, the large winding marble staircase was in full view. The walls of the chasm were lined with lit sconces, but even with the light from the fire, Orly could not see the bottom of these stairs. Down. I don't suppose you can all use your wings. Walking these stairs is quite tedious. You said yourself that you smell the human. She has no wings. Fine. You will walk. Be careful not to fall. It is a long way down. And it was. The guard carefully made their way down the seemingly infinite marble staircase. By the time the stairs widened and the winding straightened out, they were sore and dizzy from the excursion. With no sunlight to help discern the time of day, Orly assumed it had been at least an hour since they started their descent. Her nose tingled with the faint aroma of charcoal as a small tunnel of earth opened to reveal an entire catacomb of activity. From her vantage point on the stairs, she saw bustling below them. Hundreds of messengers milling about in their tasks, moving along the tunnel system, like ants. Shit. The messengers seemed to be flowing in the direction of a large open chamber far off to the right. A large black door with red trim sat slightly open. Enough for the figures to file in, but not enough that Orly could look in and see what was on the other side. Welcome to our home. What is this place? The closest thing to hell you'll ever be able to set foot in. What are you? Messengers of death. Demons of smoke. Are you afraid? No, I'm not. Oh, your delicious scent says otherwise. Where are the Lafrisians? We're almost there. I warn you against leading us into a trap. I warn you against threatening a demon. So now we both know what we shouldn't do. Your Lufrisians are just past that door. 
Why should we trust you? <laughs> you shouldn't. But I have no reason to lie about this. In fact, I will take you right to them. We were trying to collect you anyway. Collect us? Just as we have to the other, the Frisians and Asmarians. Why? What do you want them for? We're demons. What do you think we could possibly want with them? Think. It's not that hard. <sighs> They're souls. That wasn't hard, was it? The guard tensed as the weight of their situation fell on them, and the probable fate of the taken Lafrisians. But they continued their walk in silence. Once they arrived on the ground floor, the smell of charcoal and brimstone was overwhelming. The messengers moved about, making their way to the black door on the far side of their small refuge. Kaelin gripped Orly's hand in his, and smiled weakly at her. She squeezed back and nodded her head in understanding of his silent message. Their footsteps stopped just outside of the ominous gate. You'll find your precious Lefricians in there. The figure placed a bony hand on the black wood and pushed it open, revealing a magnificent throne room of fire and brimstone. Beneath their feet was solid ground of dark volcanic rock. The walls shined like obsidian. Chandeliers of red and black jewels glistened as the guard filed into the room. Lighting the room was a ceiling of fire. The warmth Orly felt as she passed under it told her it was real. Lining the long chamber on either side were pews of dark hematite, filled to the brim with messengers who all watched the guard with their glass-shrouded eyes. Straight ahead atop a riser was a forebodingly large throne of bone adorned with skeletal crows, too large for any person to sit in. It sat empty. Remind me again what the plan was? I'm starting to wonder myself. You said the Lafrisians were here. And they are. Where? Everywhere. I am tired of your games. Show us the Lafrisians now. The figure paused and turned back to look at Orly. They had traveled halfway through the large throne room at this point, and the eyes of the hundreds of messengers were trained on them. Lafrisians, stand up. An agonizing silence fell over the room. The guard watched as the mirrored glasses reflected the fire hanging threateningly above them. Then slowly, one messenger stood, then another, and another. Within a few seconds, seven pale, bony, dark-cloaked figures were standing in their places amongst the pews. I don't understand. <laughs> Demons are not born, really. They are made. As their eyes scanned the standing figures, an air of familiarity washed over them. They knew these faces, or what these faces once were. Oh my gods! Ramona! One of the standing figures was indeed wearing Ramona's face, but it was devoid of all emotion, all life. An empty shell of the bright person she once was. All their faces, empty, broken and pale versions of the Lafrisians they had known, hidden behind mirrored glasses. No! 
You monsters! What did you do to them? What they wanted. In what world did they want this? The figure stalked menacingly to the raised platform and came to a stop in front of the large throne. They called to us. The messengers all stood and began filing one at a time toward the throne. Every dark thought, every lonely hour. As the messengers reached the throne, they grabbed hands and their pale skin began to meld together, joining them. One after another, the figures merged. The sound of bones snapping filled the chamber. The messengers' bodies were deformed and reshaped as they continued to combine into a unification of horror. Dominic issued a sharp intake of breath as he watched Ramona join the mass. Every broken promise. The guard took tentative steps back, their faces a mask of frozen horror, as they witnessed a massive, shapeless creature forming from the mangled and malleable bodies of the messengers, each new body fusing into the others, blending together. In every Kaelin had instinctively put himself in between the guard and this growing creation. His hands were shaking. The pale, dark-cloaked figures continued to unify into a dark, hellish spawn. The more bodies that fed themselves into its fiendish frame, the more the monstrous amalgamation took shape. In every city, they call us. They want us to save them. The creature stood towering over the guard, casting a shadow that reached across the throne room, like the cold, sinister hand of death. As the final messenger settled into their place inside the unholy beast. And so we, we do. do. This is not saving anyone. This is sentencing them to death. Eternal existence, free from the confines of mortal woes. That does not sound like death to me. What are you? We are Slua. Its final form stood tall, on thin extended legs, a pale patchwork creation of skin and bone. Orly had never seen anything like it. Her heart pounded as she looked into the deep, empty and hollow eyes of the Leviathan before her. A hunched back, and skin stretching so tightly over the excess of bones that formed its body. Orly felt the draw, the power deep within her. It's legendary. What are we going to do? The Lephrasians are gone. Yeah, and we're about to be too. We need to stop it. Any suggestions? It has to have a weakness, we just have to find it. Orly's eyes scanned the large monstrosity for any sign of weakness desperately clinging to any sense of hope she might have once had. Her eyes filled with tears, and she felt the pit in her stomach grow deeper. And then she saw it. In the empty space between the nearly translucent, taut skin of the monster, where its heart should reside, the faint outline of an illuminated orb. Its light thrummed as the creature moved. There, where the heart should be. There's something under there. That's our target. Okay. Be our guest, Ellie. Good luck. Wait. What is it, Caleb? I feel it. You feel what? That's it. That's the song. 
the group's eyes traveled back toward the Colossus before them, and settled on the song buried deep within its chest. Their hands slowly gripped the hilts of their daggers, swords, and the riser of their bows as they prepared to fight. They would return the song, if it was the last thing they ever did. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen and featured the vocal talents of Nicole Tuttle, ML Erhart, Mariah Clausen, Ace Corsaira, Emily Buza, Wes Haas, Abigail Stewart, Braden Tuttle, Zach Cipriano, Andrew Morrison, Ashley Winfield, and Connor Brannigan. This episode was sound designed and edited by Catherine Stanley, along with Mariah Clausen, Griffin Coldron, and Megan Peugeot, featuring the music of John Bartman, and I'm Erica Harmon. Want to stay up to date on all things Lafrisian Chronicles? Follow our social media for more information about upcoming episodes at Lafrisia Audio on Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting site and leave a review. Until next time, listeners. <laughs>